When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, April 22nd edition. We have five games to discuss for this Thursday slate. Small one, getaway day, traveling day, all that fun stuff. We are in full baseball schedule, so that means we'll have a big Friday on hand. Hope everybody had a good Wednesday. Lots of offense. We talked about it. No pitching. Basically, offense galore on both slates for the most part, but especially the, the night slate. The Cubs putting up a couple touchdowns and maybe a field goal. Like, it's just... Points everywhere. The the Royals and um, the Rays got it going. The 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 D backs and the Reds end up going extras and combining for thirteen runs. Runs everywhere. That's the the fun of baseball these days. When it's not Aces Day, we just have no pitching at all. It's it's a it's a beautifully annoying thing is the best way I can put it. So we rock and roll. Uh, Ian Anderson was a ticket with Tyler Molly. That was their way to go. But uh, lots of bats, lots and lots of bats to make things happen. Got a five-game slate to break down for you. This will be a quick, quick show. Don't you worry about that. And it's some ugly pitching. We have like one ace and then a bunch of uh, uh, Some weather things to look at. Seattle, Boston, wind blowing out to right field about 16 miles an hour. All of this can change, obviously. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Met Chicago blowing out to right field about nine miles an hour. Giants uh, hosting the Marlins blowing out to left field about 13 miles an hour. And that's had a little more impact than usual in years past. So keep an eye on that. It's not like a complete wash-off like it used to be. I'm still not too concerned about it, but the ball has been flying this year because the ball, I believe, is still goofy. All right, the totals on this slate, Marlin, or Mariners at the Red Sox, total of nine and a half. Mets-Cubs waiting on that one because it's Wrigley and weather. It'll probably be eight and a half to nine. It's Lucchesi versus Trevor Williams. I'd imagine a pretty high total there. Angels-Astros total of nine. Marlins-Dodgers total, or Marlins-Giants total of eight. Padres-Dodgers seven and a half. So you have three totals, I'm assuming, that'll be about nine or higher. Then a seven and a half and an eight on the West Coast for the nightcap. So uh, some fun stuff there. Slate starts at four ten. You know we just can't have nice things. Earlier this week we started at uh, six thirty Eastern and six ten Eastern. Well, there's a six thirty Eastern game and we just don't get it. We could expand the slate a little bit, but we don't because DraftKings. So that's where we are on this one. But let's talk about the slate here. We'll talk about the pitching on this slate. Walker Bueller is ten thousand dollars at home against the San Diego Padres. Yes, this has my attention. He has played San Diego six innings, seven hits, two earned, one walk, four Ks for 12.7 points. He had 22 points against the Nats. He's uh, thrown over 90 uh, pitches each start, six innings each start, only four Ks in each start. He's got to get those strikeouts going up to be really fantasy relevant. But on this slate at $10,000, I will go to Walker Bueller because if anything, he should bring a pretty darn solid floor. And that's what we're looking for on, on slates with no pitching. Give me the best floor you possibly can. And that's what Walker Bueller can do on this slate. So Bueller at 10K, sign me up. Now it just gets into what gambling piece do we want to take? We'll start with Alex Cobb at 7,700 bucks using his splitter over 50% of the time 
in a in a start from here. Like I believe it was his last start out was just ridiculous. How often he used that splitter, and it's been an outstanding. He uh, got twenty seven uh, eight almost twenty eight points against Kansas City, striking out ten. He struck out seven in his previous start. He's thrown ninety seven pitches in both starts. Uh, great stuff. They're going with the Houston team that uh, still won't have everybody back, but they are getting healthier. They'll get uh, Jordan Alvarez back because they'll have a DH now, which will be good for them. But I have no problem going to Alex Cobb on this one at seventy seven hundred bucks on a, on a wonky slate. He's definitely high up on my uh, agenda as a SP one. If you're not using Bueller, otherwise SP two tubular on this slate. Nick Pavetta seventy four hundred bucks. I'm not a huge Nick Pavetta fan, but I believe Nick Pavetta brings a decent decent floor to the matchup. It is a Seattle Mariners offense that is slowly heating up. You got guys uh, showing up like Lewis is back now, but you got Seager and France. Hopefully, uh, cracks the lineup. You got Marmaleos. You got a bunch of different guys uh, helping out, contributing from time to time. But you still have a lot of swing and miss in this lineup as well. Pavetta can take advantage of that. Uh, he's thrown 83 or more pitches in every start. He, he struggled his last time out just going deep because he's walking too many guys. But prior to that, at Baltimore, 101 pitches, 92 pitches against Tampa Bay, five or more innings in both starts, four or more Ks in both starts. He had 17 and a half or more points in both starts. So he had the floor that we're looking for in those matchups. So Nick Pavetta at 74, I could see as a floor play as well. Then it gets weird. You go Aaron Sanchez at 7,100 bucks at home against Miami. Uh, Garrett Cooper left him an injury, and I forget. Uh, uh, Alfaro's on the IL. The, the Marlins are getting banged up like everybody else in baseball right now. So if you want to go Aaron Sanchez at 71, I don't think he's got a high ceiling, but I think he can get you 12 to 15 points. And if you're good with that at 7,100 bucks, go for it. The other option is Justin Dunn at 68. He is the Jekyll and Hyde of pitchers. His stuff is electric, but he's also young and inconsistent. His first start this year, four and two-thirds innings, three earned, eight walks. Crippled him. Just crippled him. Second start out, though, at Baltimore, five innings, one run, two walks, six Ks for 22.3 points. Which Justin Dunn do we get? Because he's facing the Boston Red Sox, a team that's heating up offensively, one of the hotter teams in all of baseball, but still a team that strikes out a lot. There's a lot of strikeouts there. Like Dunn could give up three or four runs, but still leave with eight Ks as long as he's not walking, guys. That is the key. Don't walk, guys, Justin Dunn. So in a tournament, Justin Dunn is in play because I think he'll get very low owned at sixty eight hundred bucks, but not one I'm running to play. So my main guy is Bueller up top at ten k. All about it. Love me some Alex Cobb. Love me some Nick Pavetta. And this is not like two thousand and thirteen we're talking about here. This is twenty twenty one. It's or maybe two thousand sixteen. Let's be a little nicer to them, I guess. But yes, we're talking Cobb and Pavetta. Those are those are names that I'm actually considering throwing into lineups on this Thursday evening. So Bueller, Cobb, Pavetta, and then you have Sanchez and Dunn at 71 and 68 to be a little different. I think Dunn's got tremendous upside for his price point, but a tremendous floor as well. So just keep that in mind when you're building your lineups. A lot of volatility there. Um, check out the ownership. I know we talk about it in the Slack chat a lot. It's free. If you want to come join it, the Fantasy DJ Slack chat, just hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. Get me your email, and we'll get you in there. Um, we've, we talk ownership. We talk leverage. We've talked about it in recent nights. Um, like, like on Wednesday, for instance, Peterson was one of the highest-owned pitchers we said play a leverage Cubs stack. Well, Cubs went bananas. Um, we also said, you know, June is going to be very popular. Play some Rays. The Rays helped out and and did some damage early. They kind of quieted down, but it was it was big. Um, the night before, we said, hey, if Castillo struggles, play some D-backs. It was good. They don't always, like, pay off the big one because you have some other teams just going bananas. But when they do go off and it's kind of a normal night, that's the way to do it. So think about leverage, especially on these smaller slates. The bigger slates, ownerships kind of spread out a lot where it's not that big a deal. Um but on these uh, smaller slates, you can definitely play leverage. So that's something to think about on the Slack chat. Just hit, hit us up there 
hit me up on Twitter at Pediatric and we'll get you in there. Speaking of places to hit us up, if you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. It takes you a couple minutes out of your day. It would mean a lot to me. It's how people can get more exposure to the podcast. It can be seen by more people by your kind rate and reviews. Also, if you'd like to um, watch this podcast on video form on YouTube, check out the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And go check out my written content for DFS at rotoballer.com, my other content at fantasydgens.com, and other good stuff. Bench with Bubba, a new episode with Batflip Crazy dropped. Got another one coming up later this week with Chris Clegg. So a lot of cool stuff there. Always stuff going on. So check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. Let's talk about the bats on this five-game slate. Catcher's position. You got Christian Vasquez, always a decent player. He's very expensive. Love me some Wilson Contreras, the lefty Lucchese on the mound, um, and then a beat-up Mets bullpen because they threw a lot on Wednesday. Contreras had another couple hits, a double and, and whatnot on Wednesday night, swinging it really well, hitting lefties extremely well. So Contreras at 46, very much in play this evening. Love me some Buster Posey, double-donged on um, what was that Tuesday. And he's, he's hitting it well. He got the lefty Castano in Miami, a pitch-to-contact type guy. So you can look to Posey, who's uh, putting up some decent numbers of late, hitting hitting in uh, five of his last six games, hitting 310 on the season, 989 OPS, things I like to see with Buster Posey. He's 3,900 in uh, that situation. Other than that, you can punt the position if you choose. Maybe Barnes gets to start for the Dodgers. He's 31 versus Weathers. That could be, be a nice value in his situation. If you're not using Alex Cobb, I have no problem. Like a Martin Maldonado at 28, a Tom Murphy versus Pavetta at 26. If you just want to punt and pray for a home run, those plays are in play for you as well. First base, you're going to have some value here. I have a hunch, just a hunch. Um, but talking prices up top, Shohei Otani went deep on Wednesday, 5100 The price is finally getting there. If you've listened long enough, I'm like, he's too cheap. He's too cheap. Finally, he's more expensive than the Walsh. They flip-flop out. should have been a long time ago. But Shohei's first base outfit eligible at 5100 Big fan of him against Christian Javier. I like Christian Javier. I respect Christian Javier. I might end up changing. Like That's the beauty of the Slack chat. When we see ownership, when we see different lineups, we change things. I could see me shifting some some Bueller to Javier if uh, like like ownership really gets nasty on certain things. I'm not a huge Javier fan. I do respect the strikeout upside in Javier. and um, But I also understand guys like Shohei can deal against him. So Shohei at 51, I'm on board with that one. Jared Walsh at 47, I love as well. Like It's pretty much... If I like the Angels, I like Otani and Walsh pretty much every time. So they're both in play. They're both first base outfit eligible. You can have some fun mix and match in those ones. The Gigantes are very live tonight. Very, very live. They they let us down against Castano the first time. I'm I'm willing to go back. Seeing the same pitcher within like a five-day span, I'll go back to that with, with these veteran hitters. I mentioned Posey. You get Wilmer Flores, first base, second base eligible at 41. Get right back on that train. No problem with that at all. Um, going cheaper though, you got Jose Marmaleos at 33 versus Nick Pavetta. If you aren't using Pavetta, Marmaleos is a good GPP value, first base outfield. I, I love Marmaleos. I just don't trust him for cash game plays, but tremendous upside at 3,300 in tournaments. Same with Darren Ruff, first base outfield tournament only. Uh, went deep on Tuesday, I believe it was. Loves hitting against lefties. He's 3,200. He's a guy to look at, especially with Brandon Belt beat up. Uh, you could probably get some Ruff at 32 or some Flores at 41. Because one of them is likely starting unless Bill gets a miraculous recovery here pretty soon. There's a couple nice values in the Giants uh, situation against one Castano. Second base position now. We head on over to Chris Taylor versus Weathers. Don't mind that. He's 4,900. He's got to pay the piper. But uh, you can definitely look in that direction. Mention Wilson Flor- or Wilmer Flores, first base, second base at 41. On board with that 100%. Jazz Chisholm, 39, let off on Thursday. If we can start getting some leadoff jazz, 
He's definitely not going to be below 4K much longer, but I'm still on board. He's second-base shortstop eligible at 39 for Sanchez. Who, he's looked good. He's just not striking guys out. So you get a guy like, like Chisholm, who I read off his stats on the last podcast. He's, his hard hit rate, his barrel rate are through the roof over the last like seven to eight games. It's ridiculous what he's doing at the plate. So 3,900 versus Chisholm uh, or versus Sanchez. I like that quite a bit. I hope Ty France is in the lineup because I like a, a little Seattle action against Pavetta. So France at 37, just make sure he's in the lineup. Cronenworth is cheap. I have no problem using him versus Bueller. And somehow he's got shortstop eligibility now. He's second base shortstop eligible at 3,400. Like that quite a bit. It's almost even cash viable. I respect Bueller a lot, but I love what Cronenworth can do. It's, it's hard to put him in cash, but I'm almost there. Now, a price point that confuses me because where they started the year to where they are now, and I get it, struggling tremendously. He's still hitting 261 over his last 10 games, hitting 239 on the season, 510 OPS. We knew power was never his thing. He has no home runs on the year. But David Fletcher's 3,100. Much more palatable. I wasn't paying 45. I wasn't paying 5K for David Fletcher. But if, if you can get Fletcher and you're stacking the Angels, it's another cheap piece of the Angels to make a bigger stack. We talked about it the other day. The tournament winning lineups have four to five man stacks more often than not so far this season. I guarantee you, when we look at the winners for Thursday or Wednesday slate, it's going to be a Cubs stack of like five guys. It's just going to be that way, maybe more. So Fletcher at 31, I'm not saying he's a must play at all, but he's definitely entered the price range where he's in the discussion for stacks and maybe other options. Uh, keep an eye on John Birdie. If he cracks the Marlins lineup at 29, nice value there with a bunch of steals upside, score some runs. Don't mind that. Jerks and Profar, second base outfield, only 2,600. Performed towards the top of the lineup, but Grisham's back, Tatis is back, so he's probably going to be hitting like sixth or seventh. Still not the end of the world because Cronenworth's down there now too. So you get kind of a cheaper stack, uh, like maybe like a Will Myers, Cronenworth, Profar type stack situations to differentiate with your Padres. Maybe not tonight because it's Bueller, but something to keep in mind going forward. Profar's still very, very viable, especially at 2,600. Second base outfield, uh, no no issues there at all. Um, other than that, like Sheldon Noyce maybe gets a gets a play. Second base, third base for the Dodgers. He's 2K. He's up with all their injuries. Keep an eye on those situations as we'll get um, some of these guys. Uh, as the lineups come out, it's a Thursday. It's a weird schedule. You're going to get some interesting values potentially on these slates. Third base, you got Rafael Devers at 58 versus Dunn. Don't mind that one bit. That's a definitely worth the look, but so is Justin Turner at 55 versus the lefty Weathers. Weathers has been good. You're going to get a lot of bullpen probably from San Diego, but Turner at 55 has just been raking, so you can definitely jump on board there. Kyle Seeger at 47 versus Pavetta. But Chris Bryant, similar to Contreras earlier, Chris Bryant's raking this year, especially versus left-handed pitching. So Chris Bryant at 45, I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm pretty much going to have a Cub stack. They seem to be waking up. And uh, I know I'm not just saying that because they went bananas on Wednesday. They're slowly getting there, and this team's too good to be quiet. So Contreras, Bryant, they're not super, super expensive just yet. Even Rizzo can hit lefty, so you can mix him in there. We're going to get the Baez in a minute, who had a grand slam on on Wednesday. He's been very, very fantasy relevant. So Bryant at 45 uh, on board there. But Longo at 44, like Cubs, Giants, these are, these, are, these are setting up to be some nice stacking spots here. So Longo at 44 versus the lefty Castano. We're on board with that situation too. Uh, J.D. Davis went deep on when, uh, Tuesday, went deep on Tuesday, and uh, maybe is getting things going. He's hit safely in four or five games. Uh, he missed. He's actually hit safely in all three games since he returned from the IL. That's something to keep in mind. So maybe he's slowly getting things going. Maybe he starts heating up. 3600 is a decent price tag. We've seen him much more expensive. He's uh, only third base eligible right now. We're going against Trevor Williams in what should be a pretty nice hitting environment on Thursday night in, in uh, Wrigley. So 3,600 for J.D. Davis. 
nice nice contrarian type play if you're if you want to get a little weird on the slate. Other than that, you know, there's not a ton that stands out. Maybe Matt Duffy cracks lineup. He was hitting like fifth or sixth on uh, Wednesday night. That could be an interesting look for you as well. Going up against the lefty Lucchese, Duffy's first base, third base eligible, like 2,400. Probably play him at third base over first base, but if you're looking for a really deep, deep value, Duffy's 24, not a must play at all. Just want to clarify that, but he's there if you're looking for something uh, interesting. And Noyce is down there at 2K yet again. Shortstop, you got Bogart. He went deep on Wednesday. He's 5,700. Corey Seager is always intriguing, but I like Bogart to that price point. Lindor went deep. I said it. He's, he's going to start heating up, guys. He's due. It's coming. Another great spot tonight. It just sucks. I was all on Baez. Baez outperformed him, so I'm not going to be mad about that at all. But Lindor's still a great play at 4,700. Not going not gonna to tell you it's not. Still a really, really strong play there. But uh, I'd still rather have Baez versus LaCasey at 46. Baez is just raking. It's a good position in shortstop because usually it's been super top-heavy, and it is. But Lindor at 47, Baez at 45. Mel Rojas is even hitting and stealing bags at 43. If you're stacking Miami, that's a good look. You got Jazz Chisholm at 39, but he's second-base shortstop. So you can get a Chisholm and Rojas. Maybe they're hitting one two, Get that bang-bang uh, compilation there. So it's it's a really interesting position. You don't have to pay all the way up anymore, which I like a lot. Uh, Cronenworth there at 34. I'd rather use Cronenworth at second. There's, there's, there's more that I like here at shortstop. Even Jose Iglesias, if you're playing with the Angels here, Iglesias went deep on uh, on Wednesday. He uh, he put up 13 points on Monday. He's, he's got eight or more points in three of his last four games. He's really starting to hit the ball pretty well. Another cheap piece of an Angel stack. So instead of using Fletcher, you can go like Otani, Trout, and uh, Walsh, and then put an Iglesias afterwards. And It's a weird stack, but it, it kind of works, especially with Iglesias at 3,300. Uh, it's not the end of the world there. But then it dries up. But still, it's nice because lately we've had just very, very top-heavy at shortstop and then not a like, lot to like, so it's nice to have that kind of flexibility there. Outfield position, you got J.D. Martinez. Went, uh, he, he's just a monster. You can go there. Trout went deep on Wednesday. He's fine. I'll have to sugarcoat that for you. Tony, we talked about him. So those are all really great plays. Uh, then you can slide down and get like your Jared Walsh we talked about. But Jordan Alvarez will be back. He's 4,500. That can be intriguing. I really like Alex Verdugo. I keep riding his hot bat like more of a cash game than a tournament. But if you're stacking, yes, Verdugo is very, very viable in his scenario. Mitch Hanniger has been having a heck of a season. He's 41 hundo. He's hitting 341 over his last 10 games, averaging almost 11 points per game over his last 10. So Seattle, it's like people are going to go look at all the lefties versus Pavetta. Don't forget about their, their top of the order bat in Mitch Hanniger at 41 hundo. Uh, someone to definitely uh, keep on your radar. Going below 4K, Austin Slater's been slowly heating up. He's 3,900 for the Gigantes. If you're looking for some more value in his situation, Taylor Trammell is getting going. He's 34. Mentioned Marmaleos at 33. So you got some values with Seattle if you want to fade Pavetta in their situation. Um, you get down like Darren Ruff at 32. Mentioned him as a potential value. Kyle Lewis is back at 31. Franchi Cordero at 3K. If you're looking for some major savings, I'm not running to play any of those guys, but they're, they're worth a look. And then see what lineups come out because – there have been some interesting value, like Lewis Brinson's 26 hundo. He got called up to start playing for Marte. He's not a world beater by any means, but he's reached base safely uh, in each game since he's been called up. He's got some speed. He can run into some some points at 2,600 if that's what you're looking for. Kevin Pillar is only 25 if he cracks the lineup. He could be another one that stands out as a, as a play at some value. And Tommy Pham's only $2,200 versus Walker Bueller. I know Tommy Pham's been having a rough go. He's averaging about five points over his last 10 games. It hasn't been great. He's safely in three of his last four. Not a world beater, but 2,200 for Tommy Pham against Walker Bueller. It's at least worth a semi-discussion. All right, recapping your pitching real quick on this slate. Walker Bueller's up top all by himself. 
I'm not on Christian Javier right now, but if things keep changing and ownership dictates, I don't hate him. I got, he's not like a complete no for me, just not there right now. And then I dropped down to Alex Cobb, Nick Pavetta. I'm, I like both those. I like Cobb more than Pavetta. Cobb's kind of my SP2 on the slate going with Pavetta. And then you got Aaron Sanchez and, and Justin Dunn. Justin Dunn, pretty good ceiling for his price point. Also a massive floor. Keep all that in mind. Right, if we're stacking it up on this, though, lots of ways to go. I like the Giants versus Castano, as we talked about. I like the Cubs versus Lucchese. You could definitely go back to that route. Don't hate Seattle versus Pavetta. That's always intriguing. Um, you could look at Miami. They're just really beat up. It's tough to, to get a full go there. The Mets are in play as well against uh, Trevor Williams. You can pretty much <laughs> – there's not a lot of great pitching on this slate. So you can make cases for a lot of things. That's where the slack check comes in handy. The ownership comes in handy. As we get closer to lock, we can kind of start seeing these things. It's been great to see a bunch of guys bouncing ideas off of each other, and it's amazing how that all plays out. So join us there. Hit me up on Twitter, at Pediatric, with any questions. We'll help you out there. Again, if you could rate and review the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes. would really, really appreciate it. If you're playing season-long fantasy, go check out Bench with Bubba. It's a good one. And also, I was uh, I was lucky to be on uh, Nick Pollock and Friends, his weekly podcast with different people from the fantasy in- industry, talking pretty much everything but fantasy baseball, just life in general, my story, all that good stuff. So... If you uh, want to hear more about me and who I am outside of this fun stuff, go check that out. Uh, we get pretty deep. It's pretty good stuff. So uh, go go check that out. And I hope you guys have a great Thursday. I'll be back with you guys on Friday. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, April 22nd edition in the books. I'm out. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.